Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of <coughs> SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. It is a pleasure to be talking with you back-to-back nights here this week. Rockets lose at the Boston Celtics tonight, 126-102, to dropping their record on the season to 10-24. and Tough game for the Rockets tonight. They did their absolute best to stick around as long as they could. But alas, the Boston Celtics, best team in the NBA, were just too much for Rockets tonight. Coming off of a win last night against the Chicago Bulls. Rockets got into Boston this morning at approximately 2 o'clock in the morning. All task to go up against the... Chicago, the Boston Celtics tonight, uh, once again, losers, 126 to 102. As we do every single night here at the Dream Take, this is the most interactive Rockets podcast in the game. If you have something you would like to talk about on tonight's show, it is Open Line Tuesday. Hit that request to speak button. I will bring you up on stage. We can talk anything you want to talk about on tonight's show. You want to talk this game. We'll talk this game. You want to talk trade deadline. You want to talk coaching. You want to talk Shangun. I am here to take any and all calls this evening on the show tonight as Jeremy Brenner, one of the hardest working men in the business, has the night off. We'll go to good friend of the show, Alex. Alex, welcome to the show. Turn the background noise down because I can hear myself speaking. I am driving because I can hear myself speaking. Well, okay, I'm happy for you. How about now? That's better. Yes, uh, a little bit better. What do you have for the show this evening, sir? So I was at a local establishment watching the Rockets game tonight. Um, I liked what I saw in the first, and then as soon as I started watching the second half play out, I decided to eat my food because that's how much I did not enjoy watching. Okay, I don't know, I don't know if, if team, one thing has to do love, with the other. I love them to death, but I love this team to death. But it's it's frustrating because you know they come they and it sucks. Maybe you know what I'm going to blame jet lag. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you can you can blame jet lag all you want. I got to tell you, I, the, the why did Shingun only play twenty two minutes tonight? I don't understand that. I mean, coming off of the game that he had last night, Shingun gets three field goal attempts. He did have nine rebounds. He had two assists and a steal. That's something that I just didn't understand about the game tonight was, I mean, I don't know if he's tired. I don't know what the deal is. But this is the problem, Alex, that I have with this team is the consistency. You know, they have a game like they had last night, and I get it. You know, going up against Austin, trying to play in the Garden is tough on its own on a back-to-back. So I'm not going to kill the guys tonight. I just didn't understand rotationally the 22 minutes for Shingun. Uh, no Eric Gordon tonight. I loved what I saw from Ty Ty Washington. He got 20 minutes tonight, 10 points. He had five rebounds. He had three assists. He was one of your better plus minuses tonight, too. Loved what I saw from Ty Ty. So the minute allocation, again, 
befuddled the mind tonight might be the best way to put it. I mean, you have a guy like Robert Williams, who's a beast down low. You got to put someone down there that can battle the boards with him. Have your, I guess, Shingun is our starting center, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you need someone to get down and battle with him down there. And by the way, Tari Eason is a stud, too. Well, yeah, Tari. Tari's great. I, I'm a big fan of Tari Eason. Massive fan of Tari Eason. I'm trying to look right now to see is Robert Williams signed long term for Boston? Yeah, he is. He's signed through 25 and 26. I was going to say I would love a guy like Robert Williams. Robert Williams is what I wish, uh, what, what's his name? What Bruno Fernando would become. Like Robert Williams is a very rich man's version of Bruno Fernando. Uh, KJ, I thought, looked good tonight. He had 17 points. Again, Shingun did, did his play tonight. <clears throat> he never really looked comfortable. And he's gonna he's gonna struggle, man. He's gonna struggle against guys like Robert Williams, big, strong, back to the basket type of guys that are just stronger and more physical than him. He's gonna struggle night in and night out with those types of guys. That's why he looked good against Chicago last night. Was and that's why when I did the show last, Jeremy and I talked about this that. Yes, Shingun had a heck of a night last night against uh, a decent Chicago front line, but Vucevic has taken a step back, and he's going to exploit guys like Nikola Vucevic. Shingun is going to struggle against guys like Robert Williams, uh, guys like uh, Joel Embiid, guys like Bam Adebayo. He's going to struggle. I agree. He's got to he's got to bulk up. No, that's the thing that's... is that he has to, he has to bulk up. Like those guys down there are beasts in the down low. You have to put on some muscle. You got to build up that you know work on that game first of all, and crash the boards. You know, basically like bang with these dudes down low. Throw your bodies out there. I mean that's fair. Alex, I'm going to go to the next speaker. Thank you so much for joining the show tonight. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. You're welcome. Uh, let's go to next speaker, LB out in Sugarland. LB, welcome to the show. MB, um, interesting game tonight. I, th- I think what a lot of you, what y'all are missing the fact, and first of all, I do agree with you. I thought Ty Ty Washington played well tonight. I mean, if, if you just watch him, that is what, that's a point guard, okay? He's quick. He knows where all of his guys are going to be, and he gets them the ball in the right spot. As soon as he improves his outside shot, which didn't look bad tonight, that's your guy at some point. Knicks, is, Knicks will be gone. So I, I, I thought Washington played well tonight. I, you know, what we're missing on the Sangoon thing is he wasn't getting overpowered by Robert Williams. If you, if you think back, Marcus Smart was just tearing his ass up, yeah, okay? No. And Marcus Smart has got to be what? I, tough, what is he, 6'6", 
maybe, but he was just, he was just um, frustrating the heck out of him. So he's six, four. Yeah. Robert Williams, nice player. You know, he's, um, he's hurt as much as Yao Ming is every year. So, you know, that's not get into that tonight. Do what? Let's not get into that tonight. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. No, that's a great point. And what's his name? Craig Ackerman called it out on the on the telecast tonight too, when he said, "If they're going to put Marcus Smart on him, you have to go to work." Yeah. And I I gotta tell you, man, the more I watch Shengun, the more I see Andrea Bargnani. I just Bargnani was more of an outside presence, but he I'm not going to call Shengun soft. Soft isn't the right word. Shingun is too passive for me. Maybe passive is the right word for Shingun, but it's it's a consistency thing for me. It's I'm not you can't get too high on a on a performance like he had against Chicago, and then the very next night you come out and you lay an egg. And I'm not, that's not a joke, LB. That's a he laid an egg tonight. He had no points tonight. Well, no, and and that's that's where maturity and consistency is going to come in. But you know, for all of you that are listening tonight, none of y'all were born when back in the day when we had Ralph Sampson. Denver put this guy named Bill Hanslick on him, and Hanslick was the biggest pain in the ass. But all he did was lean, push, and tug. And Samson would, uh, one game just got so frosted, turn around and threw a punch at him. That's what they did tonight with Marcus Smart. And that, that was a good move. But consistency-wise, you can't have a great game and then come back the next night. I don't care about jet lag. I don't care about getting in shape. You just can't go from, you know, zero, you know 60 to zero within 24 hours, you know. But that'll come – with time, but um, and I think once Gordon is gone, and we see a lot more of you know, I think Eason will play more. I think Josh Christopher will play more. Um, you know, this team is what it is. You know, we're a team that the Bulls, a team like the Bulls, will take us for granted, and you know, we'll win a game here and there. Um, but well, and you also you also got to look at they ran into Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the best tandem in the league. No question about it. No question about it. And Boston built that team exactly the way I want the Rockets to be built. You got to improve the wings. Give yourself a playmaker in Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. You know how much I would give to have a guy like Marcus Smart on this team. I mean, and you could have him. You could have a guy like Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly is a lesser version of Marcus Smart, but this team is so well put together in Boston. I, I, Boston might win it all this year. Well, and I'm not going out on a limb, by the way, when I say that. They but, didn't put this team together overnight. I mean, no. they drafted Tatum. They drafted Brown. They drafted Smart. Um, well, and then they go acquire a guy like Malcolm Brogdon. You know, Brogdon, who, you know, kicked in six points tonight. But you have Robert Williams. You have something named Sam Hauser. Uh, and Grant Williams. I Grant Williams is a stud. 
Yeah. You got Derek White. You got Al Horford. Everybody just plays their role so well in Boston. I don't know if there's a team that's going to beat them in a seven-game series. I really don't. Uh, the only team I can see right now is probably Milwaukee, you know? And yeah. I don't know if Milwaukee has the two-headed monster like like Boston has right now. You know, I mean, not only the two-headed monster, but like we just talked about, I mean, everything else that goes along with it, you know, uh, you know, does, does Milwaukee have a guy that can bang with Robert Williams down low? I don't know. I mean, you put Brooke Lopez out there. I mean, maybe Bobby Portis. Bobby you, Portis also, yeah. you also have a guy in Grant Williams. See, that's what you, the, the Boston is a team that you hope that this Rockets roster can turn into. Can Tari Eason be your Grant Williams? Can Ty Ty Washington become a Marcus Smart type of guy, distributor, play good defense, hit a big shot every now and again, be the level-headed playmaker on the court that the guys need? You know, can a Bruno Fernando be your Robert Williams? I don't know. I don't know, dude. Any final thoughts before I move on to the next speaker? No, great show. And um, like I said, this this thing is a it's a it's a slow, slow learning curve. I, I was glad that they did honor Silas's dad tonight. That was a class move. Very cool. Um, I still don't see him. I don't see Silas here past the trade deadline. Have a good evening. Great show, my man. All right, let's go to a good friend of the show, Adam. Adam, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Uh, doing well. How are you doing tonight? Good, brother. What's going on? Uh, you know, just looking at this game tonight and just kind of thinking about the just entire season thus far, we should be better defensively if I'm really thinking about it, it's especially looking at the five from tonight. Jabari Smith's a good defender. Kenyon Martin, you know, KJ Martin's a good defender. Jalen Green has improved you know, greatly, you know, I, I think KPJ has gotten better. They're just, I think I, I just, and I can't really put my finger on it, but I, 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 the only thing I can really just venture to think about is just the coaching. I think, I mean, the next coach, if I'm thinking about the next profile of a coach, it's, it's gotta be a defensive minded coach, somebody that's got some, you know, bona fide kind of experience, someone, someone like Quinn Snyder, I think somebody like Quinn Snyder, just Quinn Snyder with this roster, I think would be 10, 15 games better, you know, this season, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the year, there's just really no reason why we should be this porous on defense. If you think this year and last year, the thing that really kind of comes to mind about just our approach on defense, you know, a lot of these teams, they got one, one star you know, one star that are one star teams like the, you know, Luca Mavs. I mean, when this guy, when Luca has 30 at halftime, you got to get the ball out of his hands. They just never do it. They let that guy go for 50. I think the Rockets are probably the, the team that's given up the most 40 point games this year. It's just, it's just inexplicable. I don't get it. Well, you know, like we talked about on the show, I mean, you really can't, fault them for tonight I guess is the best way to put it you're going up against again my opinion the best duo in the league in Tatum and Brown um last night I thought they played better defense last night against Chicago you know against DeRozan and against Levine 
look, man, you're talking about kids. And that's what this team is, man, is a bunch of kids. You know, and actually when Gordon doesn't play, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite, Adam. You, you know me. I said it at the beginning of the year. I don't mind losing games like tonight when you play the young guns as much as you are. I don't mind a loss like tonight because there's a lot of learning to go off of a tape like tonight. The Rockets were in this game in the third quarter. It's not like they got killed the entire game. You know, I'm, I'm higher on this team after this game tonight than I was before this game tonight because they played, they played hard. You know, they played hard. They were in this game. They're just, they have a lack of talent. And that's what I tried to, to talk about. On, what was it? About a week and a half ago uh, after the San Antonio game, when I said that they just don't have a lot of talent. No, they're talented. They don't have a lot of talent. There's a difference. Do, do you get what I'm saying? That I do. I don't know if I quite agree. I, I know there's a. By NBA you... standards, they don't. They don't have a tremendous amount of talent on this team. They have talented players, but none of those players measure up when you're talking about great teams, right? Like, look at Boston tonight. Boston has two bona fide superstars. Bona fide superstars. The Rockets don't have one. They have a budding star, but they don't have a superstar. Even, I, even Boston's second, <coughs> excuse me, Boston's second tier guys are still either right there with the Rockets' best players or slightly behind them. Like you look at a guy like Grant Williams. Grant Williams? Yeah, he's a he's a X factor type of guy. Yeah, yeah, the three and D guy. Yeah, I think, Kev, but by NBA standards, Grant Williams and Kevin Porter Jr. are on a similar plane. I think KPJ is a better individual player, but if you ask me which guy I want on my team long term to help the development of my team, I will take Grant Williams. Me personally, Grant Williams didn't become that way on his. You know, he had a lot of questions his first two two years. I mean, sure. So that we 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 talk about kids. Kids need guidance. Kids need development. And, Correct. And Correct. Grant Williams, you know, he got he got a lot better because Udoka was there, and that entire coaching staff was there to help him get better. And that's kind of what this all kind of boils down to, yeah, we, we have a superstar deficit and we will continue to have a superstar deficit and until Jalen Green becomes what he hopefully eventually will become or we make some deals. But right. ultimately, this team, you know, no matter how much talent, you've got to play, play to your talent. And this, ta- this team is extremely athletic. They should be – I'll give you an example, right? Tonight, I think we set the record for a game with the most uh, three-point attempts. Yep. The, the previous record was 92. I think they had like 101. At some point, you got that athleticism. You got to run some of these guys off the three-point line. Yeah, you're going to give up some twos. You got to just, you know, like when if they're hitting 38% of their threes, 35, 36, and they're just killing you, you got to run them off the three. You just, you have to do it. 
And just these, these things, I don't know if it's not being communicated. I don't know if they haven't had enough time to explain how to adjust, you know, strategically throughout the year. Maybe they don't get a lot. I know they don't get a lot of practice time, but just those are just things that you just got to play to your strengths. You got to try to get out and transition. You got to get these guys, you know, tired. These guys are just standing there stationary in their defensive positions. You're not making them move very much, you know? Well, and shout out to KPJ tonight. He had his first career no turnover game. KPJ was great tonight. I mean, 8 of 18 from the field, 9 assists, no turnovers. He had 22. Jalen Green was good tonight. He had 28 points. KJ had 17. Look, man, you're – I don't disagree with you, right? I We're all on the same page, I think, at this point. Silas is not in this for the long run. I agree with you to touch on what you said before, and then I got to get to my next speaker. Um, I, Quinn Snyder does nothing for me. Nothing. That's about as boring, vanilla hire as you can get. And there's a ceiling there. He showed it in Utah. It's the same thing. Adam, would you agree that Quinn Snyder is nothing more than what Thibodeau is, what uh, Billy Donovan is like he's never going to get the job done. You got hell. I'd even put what's his name, D'Antoni, in that in that uh, in that group. Same coaches. Right? How many how many chances are those guys going to get over other qualified guys in the league? I, I guess it's uh, it depends on your perspective as to what sure. what those Utah team ceilings were. Some people might say. You know, he he maximized he he helped them reach their potential. Like yeah. he got as much out of them as possible. It all depends on your perspective. You know. Sure. You well, know, let me ask you I, this. Let me ask you this. Would you rather hire Quinn Snyder or Sam Cassell? I right now I'd I, I take Quinn Snyder because I know that the, you know Quinn Snyder teams. They're they're ready, at, you know, night in night out on the defensive end of the court. They're gonna they're gonna play hard. I just you know, I'd love to say Sam Cassell. I just we I haven't seen him coach as sure. a as a head coach, but I, I like the idea of it. Yeah, definitely, I like the idea. I I like the idea of a lot a lot of guys out there. It's uh you know, I guess it just I just don't think we're getting as much out of this team as is out there, and it's not the players' fault. I just don't think they have the guidance and um, it's interesting. Right. Um, and yeah, like Boston, you think like, you know, last, last point, you know, look at Boston. I, if I had my choice of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, I might take Jalen Brown. You know, if you think about like why they didn't win the championship last year, the reason they didn't win the championship last year is because Andrew Wiggins sunned Jason Tatum for that entire series. Mm-hmm. He was a no show the last four games, you know, like, Andrew Wiggins outplayed him. Jalen Brown showed up, you know, a lot of the other players showed up, uh, you know, like th- this is going to be a really, if I'm a Celtics fan, this is going to be a really pivotal year for the Celtics um, to, cause he's going to get a lot of James Harden type of criticism. If he doesn't show up in the playoffs again, you know, in the latter rounds. I'm with it. Adam, it's a pleasure as always, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, brother. We'll go to our final speaker of the night, Jason. Jason, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello? Yes, sir. The Hammer. I made it. Hey, man. Real What's quick. up, man? Love your show. I haven't been on live yet. I usually do a podcast, and 
So I was like, I got to get on tonight. But uh, just want to thank you. I discovered you and your guys' show two years ago when I talked about Jay Sean Tate. Didn't know anything about him. Fell in love with him. Can't wait for him to come back. Absolutely. Um, uh, you talked about Sam Vassell. I love him as a coach. I think we all know, of course, uh, Silas will be gone by the end of the year. Um, uh, one one topic that I heard on here for a while is Rafael Stone. Mm. And let me let me talk about two big mistakes I think he's made on, on his tenure. And one you've mm. is Jared Allen. Uh, man, they need a rim protector, and they just gave him away. And I think it has a lot to do with Fertitta being cheap as well. Mm-hmm. And we can go back to Fertitta selling second-round picks, including Melton, when we had a good uh, mm-hmm. which really hurt us when we were really good. And the other thing I don't think you mentioned uh, in the show, and I could be wrong, is Halliburton. I, I just – oh, my gosh. If we had him right now, and I think at the time last year we had the assets to get him, we'd have some bonus player – but maybe Wood and Martin Jr. and another first-round pick. I mean, that had to be something that the Kings would listen to. But, man, I just – I think Rafael Stone, he isn't doing the best of job with this roster and this team. I know Silas gets the a lot of the, you know, the, the smoke or, you know, the criticism, which is rightfully so. But Rafael Stone's got to show me something this offseason. So well. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. No, man, and hopefully you can stay up on stage for a minute or two. Look, man, yeah. I'm <laughs> I, I'm the, the black sheep of Rockets Twitter, I feel like, because I'm a fan first. I don't, I don't give a rip about analytics or look at what he's done. The Rockets have been the worst team in the league for the last two-plus years. You have to start looking in the mirror of the front office, right? You got to start looking at the roster. And you and I have never had a conversation on here, so I'll, in case you haven't heard it before, I was not pro Jalen Green over Evan Mobley. I would have taken Evan Mobley. Love Jalen Green. He's my guy. He's a stud. But you're not going to do anything in this league without a rim protector. And yep. you still don't have that. And that's, that's why a night like tonight is so frustrating for me because Shangoon looked great last night. Then he lays an egg to, yep. and it's in the. I think for T, I think for T is one of the three worst owners in the NBA. I don't <laughs> even think it's close, to be honest with you. I think he never went a hundred percent all in on the roster when you had right. a shot to win it all. You ne- he never put, for lack of a better term, his nuts on the table and said, "I'm all in." I hate the Golden State Warriors. Go look at what they're paying that roster. I'm jealous. I mean, I'm jealous of the Golden State Warriors because of what they're doing with that roster. They're putting their money where their mouth is. They're saying, screw the luxury tax. Yeah, we'll pay it. Go ahead. Come on. Well, I mean, sign Jordan Poole, no problem. Sign Andrew Wiggins, no problem. Thompson, all these guys. What did Fertitta do? Fertitta, you know, what do you do? You know, he didn't want to take Harris LeVert and Jared Allen. And I love the take of rockets fans now for the most part and i don't know where you fall jason with this i don't think it's in this camp but the the guy doesn't fit the timeline dumbest thing i've ever heard dumbest thing i've ever heard what what timeline what are you talking about well the rocket shouldn't be good until 2025 or 2026 says who Mm. sorry i'm sorry i missed that one 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think Allen, I loved him at UT. Oh, uh, he was stunned. a proven commodity. I think he had a good year or two under his belt with Brooklyn where he showed he could ball. Yep. I mean, you just – I've been playing basketball. I'm smaller, but I still play. I have my 40s now, and I play in adult league. But you can't teach height. And what Evan Mobley does on the basketball court is just so unique. And I was in the same camp. I wish they would have chosen over Green. And like you said, I think Green's going to be a stud. I mean, he's getting he better. Yeah, he is. I, I'm down. I, I know you talk about KPJ. I, I really hate KPJ's game. And he'll never be a point guard for a playoff contending team. But you got to give the man some credit. He plays hard on defense. And this year, he's been more aggressive. And um, he's starting to well, he's in, more. And he, he's, he's just, playing the wrong position. Yeah, if you, he's playing the wrong position. If you play, if you play basketball, yeah. right, in a men's league, there's guys in your league, I'm sure, I don't know if you're one of these guys, that you just give the ball to. You don't need to run a play. You don't need to run motion. You don't need to run stack or give the ball, give the, the guy the ball and just watch him go work and get out yep. of his way. Go set up yep. in the corner, and if he needs you, he'll call you. That's what KPJ yeah. is. And they haven't yep. built the offense around him. It's not yeah, his it, fault, but he's a bucket no. getter. He's not a point guard. And the, the, no. you talk about Jared Allen. I'll give you a perfect example. Why can the Rockets not be the Cleveland Cavaliers? Oof. Like, I, I don't understand. Because both teams were bad. One team is drafted well. One team is drafted okay. I mean, okay, let me ask you this. You sound like you've been a Rockets fan. I'm looking at your profile now. You've been watching the Rockets, listening to the Rockets for years. Give me a grade for Raphael Stone since taking over as GM. Ooh, I, I mean, it's still TBD with the picks, but I would say B minus, man, and that's that's giving them a curve. And Ooh, I'm just an op- okay. I'm just I'm just an optimist, and I'm hoping they'll get Wimbenyama. And I guess I'll just close it with you because I think you said I'm your last caller. Um, yep. And, and you Silas. He has to know he's a babysitter, right? And he has to know that he's being set up to fail uh, because. He's got KPJ as his point guard. I mean, does he not yeah. know that? Like, do the old heads that have been have seen this movie before, Lionel, Lionel Collins, uh, you know, John Lucas, don't they tell him on the sides, like, hey, man, you know this is probably your your last shot to be a head coach for a while. If you, I mean, why don't you start making – why don't you start running an offense? Why don't you start calling some timeouts? Why don't you start running some plays? Why don't you start making some people accountable? I mean, does he – are they not telling him that or, or, or what? He doesn't know how to. And the thing is, I feel for Steven Silas. I think he's a nice guy. Nice guys don't win games in the NBA. Greg Popovich is not a nice guy. Bill Belichick is not a nice guy. Nice guys don't always get the job done. Sometimes you got to put on your big boy pants and make decisions that are not popular. I'll tell you what I would love to see is a lineup where Shangoon plays the power forward spot. We're alongside a real big man. Like, let Alperen yeah, Shingun play his natural position. Asking yeah. him to go cover Robert Williams is not fair to him. That's not Agreed. his game. Yep. You You're know, right, that's, that, that's not his game. Tari Eason, like, they, they, they have a plethora of these guys that they're going to have to move some of them. And that's why you look, Jason, at... The job that Raphael Stone has done, I give it a C plus at best. Because I love the talent he's brought in in certain spots, but I also hate how much he's brought in at those spots. Like bringing in Tate, Tari Eason, and KJ Martin, what does it do for you? While you have Eric Gordon. If you're going to do that, 
move Eric Gordon. Like, that's a fireable offense in some organizations to treat Eric, the Eric Gordon situation like he's done at this point. Would you agree with that or disagree? Maybe that's harsh, but you had a ceiling on Eric Gordon earlier this year or late last year where you could have gotten a first-round pick. Just get the first-round yep. pick and move on with your life. Totally. He does not fit in. And I like Eric Gordon, but he does not fit in on with this team. He, is I mean, he a he Rockets legend this. in your eyes? Oh, no, no, no way. Thank you. <laughs> no, Thank you. no, oh, wait. I mean, he was a good player and he had some good run with the Harden squad. And Thank uh, you. I respect his game. He saw that game left. But, you know, I'm a Texan. I'm, you know, I'm from Galveston, but I'm all Houston team fans. You know, Rockets, Cougars. I'm a Coug. Oilers Absolutely. fan, as you saw on my profile, now Texans. But when you don't have a history or a good recent history, fans cling on to anything. And that's that's what that is when they saw it, when they say Eric Gordon's a legend. Well, <laughs> but, and I had to I had to look, man, I I'm not a big fan of getting into Twitter arguments with people. I'm just not. That's not me. Like I watch the team, I'm a Rockets fan. My views don't vibe with everybody's. I get that. I understand that. That's craziness to me. If you put Eric Gordon in the same breath as a Vernon Maxwell, as an Otis Thorpe, a Robert Ory, a Sam Cassell, a Kenny Smith, you've lost me. Yeah, there's no, there, he's so, not, he's nowhere near that. He's nowhere near the league. We ain't nowhere doing that, fam. But yeah. Jason, it was a pleasure, man. Jump, jump on the show anytime. Take care, man. Great show. Thanks, be- Thanks, man. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. Phenomenal. Uh, conversation tonight. LB, Alex, Adam, Jason, so good to have y'all on tonight. Hop on anytime. Uh, We will be back live with you on Thursday night. Jeremy Brenner has the show on Thursday. Um, If you're listening to the show tonight, uh, Saturday for New Year's, we're actually going to do a pregame show, uh, possibly bringing on a really cool guest uh, to come on. Uh, to do that show with us, we'll announce the time, but it definitely will be live here on Spotify Live Saturday. Uh, it will not be a post-game show due to New Year's Eve. It will be a, I will say, a late morning, early afternoon show. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, once again, tonight's unhappy final, 126 to 102. Uh, Rockets lose to the Boston Celtics, dropped to 10 and 24 on the year rockets next game will be thursday night against the dallas mavericks tip at 7 30 uh jeremy brenner has the post game show on spotify live uh give the dream take a follow on twitter at the dream take follow the dream shake at dream shake and follow my co-pilot on twitter at jeremy brenner follow me on twitter at mike brown underscore 2020 on facebook Search The Dream Shake and give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. We'll talk with you on Thursday night, Rockets fans. And until then, go Rockets.